Hello, friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Good to have you with me again on our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming in life's everyday challenges. This is episode 212. Hey, got a great topic for us today, a lot of content. It's an exciting topic. It's a rich topic. There's going to be multiple things, I believe, that are going to stimulate your thinking, that are going to speak to you, that are going to be effectual. It's going to be an effectual podcast. It's going to call us to action and to do something, and I'm excited about that. As always, if you're a faithful listener, thank you so much for being with me. Any new listeners, welcome to the club. Welcome to the family of Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. If you want to know more about me, check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. There's many resources available there, uh, blogs. I've been picking up the pen and writing a little more on the uh, blog space, the, the story space, and, uh, and just lots of resources there as well as you can check out all of the previous podcasts, the multiple platforms where this podcast can be accessed, you can be can be found there. So it's just a, a very helpful website. I hope you utilize it. You can use it to learn more about me and you can use it to communicate with me as well. Send me an email. Let me know how you're doing. You know, let me know if there's something you want uh, us to talk about, a subject you would like for us to cover in the realm of leadership. Our hope and our desire here at Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives is to help you be a healthy leader. <clears throat> By healthy leader, I mean secure in your identity. You know how to regulate and manage your emotions. You know how to control yourself. You know how to protect your connection and your relationships. You know how to delegate and empower other people. You know how to champion people and at the same time, hold people accountable. And it's a culture of honor, it's a culture of significance, it's a culture of value and empowerment and giving others a chance. So I'm so glad you're with me here today on our podcast, Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. Let's jump in to today's topic. Here on episode 212, today we're going to be talking about breaking free be yourself in a world of comparison, breaking free, being yourself in a world of comparison. A comparison is a killer. You know, as a kid, I loved basketball. It was my Sunday ritual to watch the NBA on CBS. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to be a good basketball player. I, I had dreams, you know, of, like most young kids who are involved in sports of wanting to play professional sports. But I, 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 deep down, I knew that would never happen. Too short, too slow, too frail, can't jump. But I loved playing basketball through school years. And, and when I played in high school and played on the varsity for a couple years, when I, I, I was hoping I would be good enough to play on a small college at least, but that never materialized. What I realized is that my mental approach was this. If I were tall as that person, I could do it. If I could only shoot or jump like that person, then I know I could do it. Oh, if I had the same athletic ability as they have, my emotional and mental life when it came to competitive basketball was consumed with comparison, not competition, comparison. I just kept measuring myself against other people. And most of the measurements, most of the things that I was comparing were things that were outside of my control. Sure, I could work on my ability to jump higher, but intuitively, I just didn't have the genetics that other players on my team had. Oh, I could work on certain parts of my game, but I can never be 6'5 like other players on my team. 
does this sound familiar? Comparison. Does this sound familiar? If I were as smart as them, I would have the same accomplishments. Oh, I, I can never do that because they're more talented than I am. Or all my friends are married and I'm single. Something must be wrong with me. Friends, I want to give us this podcast today about breaking free and liberating you to be yourself in a world of comparison, to run away from that place of comparison, to address that and bring healing to that and come breakthrough in that. You know, some psychologist, uh, Deborah Carr writes at a psychology.com article, she says, some psychologists, most notably Leon Festinger, believe that our desire to compare ourselves to others is a drive, one almost as powerful as thirst or hunger. While comparisons can be informative, they're almost always discouraging because someone's always going to end up on the bottom. I think that's so true. I, and it feels true in my life. When I reflect on my leadership journey, my professional journey, when I just think upon my life as a man, a husband, a father, a brother, a sibling, a leader, a professional, uh, an uncle, a grandson, whatever my role may be, that this place of comparison is dangerous. And I really agree with what this article talks about is how it's like a drive. It's powerful. And while there is a small amount of it that might be informative, for the most time, it's discouraging. It's disempowering. It's disappointing. And even today, we can listen to podcasts or radio or television, and we hear people debate about who's the best at XYZ. You know, for 99.9% .9 of us, we'll never be the best at anything except, and this is the most important thing, being the best version of ourselves that we can be. When we live in a world of comparison, it paralyzes us, it enslaves us, it entangles us, and does not allow us to dream and to become the best version of ourselves because we're constantly measuring ourselves. As Deborah Carr writes further in that article I mentioned from Psychology Today, Deborah Carr's mother told her in that article, the world is a big place with millions of people. It's impossible to be the best. Just do your best and you'll be fine. You know, I've been comparing myself against myself where I think I should be in life, where I have talent that I think I ought to be. And I've been comparing myself with others for as long as I can remember. And comparison is the unfulfilled heart looking for fulfillment in someone else or something else. And comparison, it's a mirage. It gives us a picture of what we need and what we want, but it can never fulfill it. I love how Magda Muraksa, Muraska from albertellis.org defined comparison. The author says, determining the value and worth of my life based on what's lacking in my life versus what's present in others' lives is comparison. Man, that just rings so true. I want to read that to you again. Determining the value and worth of my life based on what's lacking in my life versus what's present in others' lives is comparison. Basically saying, comparison is when I see what's missing from my life, but present in your life, and I determine my value and my worth to be less than what it really is. Friends, my hope today is to help us learn how to help that inner voice of comparison. What can life be like if your inner voice of comparison actually becomes your inner champion? What if instead of measuring yourselves against others or against some false version of who you think you ought to be 
at this point in your life? What if that inner voice of comparison became your inner champion, your inner courage, your inner creativity, your inner connectedness, your inner clarity, your inner compassion? <clears throat> what if that inner voice was the voice that serves you rather than constantly measuring you? <laughs> I posted on one of my social media accounts today a picture of on my desk. I have a tape measure and a friend of mine gave me this tape measure some time ago and they said, look, Lance, I recognize that you struggle with the area of comparison and always measuring yourself, but I'm giving you this tape measure as a sign, as a desk reminder, as a daily and weekly reminder. Stop measuring yourself. <laughs> Stop pulling out the tape measure and comparing where you think you should be or where you ought to be. Look, friends, my hope today in this podcast is to help us learn something that can help that inner voice. If you start criticizing that voice of comparison, it's not going to help. Actually, you want to bring healing and compassion to this place of comparison, this drive that runs inside of us, and actually watch it transform and become our inner champion, our inner courage, our inner creativity, our inner connectedness, our inner clarity, our inner whatever. Because comparison sounds like this. I should have, I should be, or if only, this is the condition we call the shouldas and if onlys. And what I've learned over the years is that there's one constant when we compare, and it's this. Someone will be devalued. Someone will be devalued. If I compare myself and I think I'm greater than you, then I'm superior and you're inferior. But if I compare myself as less than someone, then I'm inferior and they are superior. As Dr. Carr says in a writing, someone's always going to end up on the bottom. The idea of being a leader is to overcome comparison so no one's on the bottom and the idea that we're pushing them down through comparison. No, we want to lift people up. And so where does comparison left unchecked take us? I wrote down six general places that comparison can take us. I've experienced all of these places. The first place it might take us is shutdown. We just quit. I mean, what's the point we ask ourselves? We resign to the belief that we can't do it. We compare ourselves against someone else, against some version of ourselves, and it is a disempowering belief. It is a disempowering moment. And where comparison takes us is power off, shut down. We just quit. <clears throat> the second place where comparison takes us is guilt and shame. Guilt and shame say, I'm the problem. I'm the mistake. And comparison wants to disempower that very sense of confidence and value and worth and identity. And instead of looking in the mirror and saying, we can do this by God's help, we can overcome this, we can learn this, we can get better at this, we can do better, we will be better, we're going to, we're going to grow and mature and be healthier in this. No, 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 no. Comparison takes us to guilt and shame, and we look in the mirror and say, I'm the problem, I'm the mistake, this will never get better. Comparison takes us to number three, jealousy and envy. This is where we're constantly thinking and ruminating and maybe even communicating the mantra, it's not fair. And in extreme cases, we actively seek <clears throat> to undermine the success of another. We actively seek to undermine the success of another. I love the distinction between jealousy and envy. It's so helpful. Jealousy is, I want what you have. Envy is, I want what you have and I don't want you to have it. See, jealousy is like, I don't mind if you have it. I also want it. But envy is the sense that I want it and I'm willing to take it away from you. I don't want you to have it. Comparison takes us to these places. Comparison number four takes us to anxiety. 
And anxiety can lead to directionless striving, exerting loads of energy. Number five, depression, lethargic, no energy, where shutting down is simply about choosing to stay stuck and manage it. Depression is more severe. If any of these five places of comparison are where you find yourself, I would encourage you to reach out to your primary care physician, to reach out to a therapist or a counselor of some kind, or to reach out maybe in addition to those to maybe a spiritual leader. If you find yourself as a Christian, maybe you want to talk to your pastor or, or your spiritual director, because these, are, these places where comparison can take us are dangerous places. The last place comparison can take us is the deceptive view of others, that those who were once our friends and allies have now become our enemies because of comparison. Now, these are six negative places, and there are other places, negative and destructive and toxic, where comparison can take us. But comparison can lead to two positive outcomes. Dr. Carr references these in her article on psychology today, today. And she says the two good outcomes of comparison, if there are any, they're rare, but they, they can happen. Number one is structured goals. This is where do you want to be in the future and compare that to where you are today? What goals need to be put in place to help us move forward? The second is troubleshooting. This is a fact-finding mission that diagnoses our struggles and obstacles so that we can create specific solutions when we think about comparison. Friends, for the most part, comparison is damaging, it is destructive, it is disempowering and disillusioning, it is disappointing, and it is damning. But we can break free from that. We can be ourselves in a world that is constantly comparing and measuring themselves. This comparison is a drive, and we're called to do our best to be better than we were yesterday. And we have to recognize that comparison over-delivers and under-promises. And comparison is found in the idea of valuing my life and its worth, not because of what I have, but because of what I don't have, and comparing that to others. Someone always ends up on the bottom. And so comparison will take us to shut down, to guilt and shame, jealousy, envy, anxiety, depression, or a deceptive view of others. And in those rare moments, and they are rare, comparison can help us in this way, providing structured goals and troubleshooting. So how can we reframe comparison? How do we reframe comparison? That's a good question. I found this wonderful how to reframe negative self-talk on Instagram. The handle is at Happy Teacher Revolution. Uh, this was from December 2nd, 2021. How to reframe negative self-talk. I found this one day scrolling through Instagram and saved it. And I found it helpful to refer back to it many times. If you think this, I can't do this. It's too hard. Then try thinking this. I can do this by breaking it down into smaller steps. If you think this, they are doing it better than me. I'm a failure. Try thinking this. I admire their success. What can I learn from them? If you think this, I hate my body and the way I look. Try thinking this. My appearance does not define my worth. My body lets me do the things I love. If you think this, I should be further along in my life by now. Try thinking this. 
I am on my own journey. What can I do today to move closer to my goals? If you think this, I'm so stupid, I shouldn't have made that mistake. Try thinking this. I was doing the best I could at the time. What can I do differently in the future? I love that. I appreciate Happy Teacher Revolution sharing these from Instagram with us. I love this. And this is the idea of comparison, that you reframe it. Instead of having this inner dialogue that's constantly measuring you and you or someone else is coming up short and always at the bottom, there's another way to think. There's something else you can do. Here are five proven suggestions for breaking free. Remember, we're talking about breaking free, being yourself in a world of comparison today as a leader. Here are five proven suggestions for breaking free. Number one, address the orphan heart that longs for love. Listen, you may have a wonderful family, an incredible upbringing, the best parents that any parents have could ever be. That may be your story. But my conviction is that without a relationship with God who provides a life of meaning, then everyone, everyone, regardless of their natural family of origin, has an orphan heart that's longing for unconditional love and unconditional acceptance. Don't compare your life to others. There's no, I love this quote. There's no comparison between the sun and the moon. They both shine when it's their time. I love that, don't you? There's no comparison between the sun and the moon. They both shine when it's their time. Address the orphan heart and the longing for love. Number two, proven suggestion, explore what's underneath the comparing. Comparison may be the problem on the surface I have found in decades of wrestling with the comparison monster. Rarely is comparison the primary problem. There's usually something underneath comparison that's driving that issue, that's manifesting, if you will, as comparison insecurity, fear of failure, fear of rejection, uh, some other idea that may be happening. So here's what you do. When you explore what's underneath the comparison, and when you discover something, name it, give it a name, write it down, find the truth, reframe it, find the truth, believe the truth, live the truth, and repeat this process as many times as necessary. Have you ever read the directions on a shampoo bottle? It says, wet your hair, lather and rinse and repeat if necessary. This is that, my friend. This is what this is right here. Explore what's underneath the comparing. Name it, write it down, find the truth, believe the truth, live the truth and repeat when necessary. Suggestion number three. When we are stuck in a comparison loop, I want you to interrupt it and ask yourself this one question. What do I need right now? What do I need right now? When my thoughts are anxious, toxic, negative, pessimistic, destructive, just nasty, just ugly, not helpful, when I can interrupt that and push pause and just say, hey, what do I need right now? How do I want to feel right now? And what do I need to move from the emotions I have to the emotions I want, to the emotions that are available for me? This isn't pie-in-the-sky Pollyanna stuff. This is learning how to be leading yourself, regulating yourself. Simply ask yourself, what do I need right now? Proven suggestion number four, commit to grow. As long as you reject comparing your growth pattern to others, you cannot allow yourself to fall into that trap. And proven suggestion number five, celebrate something about yourself each day for a month. Celebrate something about yourself each day for a month. This is about rewiring the brain, rewiring the mind. Listen, and what you celebrate doesn't have to be some grand, you know, life-altering, historic journal entry worth moment. It may be simply, I didn't yell at the person when they cut me off in traffic today. I maintained a kind heart. 
It may be that you completed something at work. It may be that, you know, you were able to help the kids have a peaceful bath time. Maybe it was simply that you didn't lose your mind, you know, when putting kids down to bed. Maybe it's, you know, the one thing I did today is I reached out to a friend that I haven't seen in a while just to check in. Maybe the one thing is you chose to be compassionate to yourself instead of criticize yourself. Listen, I want you to celebrate something about yourself each day for a month and rewire that mind. Comparison is a killer, but comparison needs something. Don't criticize yourself for comparing. Be compassionate towards yourself when you find your mind, your heart in this comparison loop. Be kind to yourself. And like my friend said to me, put the tape measure down. Stop measuring yourself and just be comfortable with where you are and make a commitment to grow and be better. Be free, my friends. Be yourself in a world of comparison. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. Hope today's podcast adds some value to your life and helps you in some way. Pass it along to a friend. Leave a rating or a review wherever you may be listening. I would sure appreciate it. Everybody have a great week. Stay healthy, stay hopeful, and I'll talk to you soon.